Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell and this is episode 37. Before we get into the madness, I also need to catch my breath because I just sped walked it. Sped walked it? Is that even a word? Power walk, is it? Power walked. I'm so grateful that you're here. <laughs> I feel like I've got a head injury that's just never <laughs> been checked. Sped walked it from my flat to the studio and I'm absolutely burst. So... Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new sponsor of the podcast and they're called Zenden Glasgow. Now, I am a regular customer of the Zenden. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to give Brothers in Arms and Back On Side a shout out. Brothers in Arms is a suicide prevention charity that me and Paul were at their gig over the weekend, a comedy fundraiser. It was amazing. Paul was doing the sound. It was very good. Because we're best pals now, we hang about with each other outside the studio. Yeah, we handies under the table. <laughs> and tenants. <laughs> and back on side are a great mental health charity too, run by Libby, that I also use myself for stress and therapy and all that stuff. So if you go on back on side's website, you'll see that they've got numbers and links to like Alcoholics Anonymous, which I also use, the Samaritans, I've used them before. Damn, for Bobby for Scott Squad's pure fucked. No, I'm no fucked. <laughs> I use multiple tools in life to make sure that this journey and this meat vessel <laughs> to the light at the end of the tunnel is nice and smooth, Paul. Nice. So when I get to heaven, I'm no mangled like that to God. I'm fucked. You're going to heaven? Maybe. <laughs> I like Doug Heaven, which are these Labradors here for? <laughs> Imagine that. Ah, he just hunters a golden Labradors. Uh, you're in heaven, but it's Doug Heaven. 
I wouldn't even put up. I'd be like, rough, rough, rough. A pop up, mate. Straight away. Nate wonder we don't get sponsors. I had a blackout there. Right, so basically they've sent me a wee script to read, but the Zen Den is, do you know where the Paddy's Market used to be? Mm-hmm. Down the bar is, yep. right across from the High Court. Yeah. Right across from the kebab shop. Shwarma King. Shwarma King. Best kebab shop in Britain. Yes. The Zen Den is right beside it, right? right. And it's ran by a guy called Joe. And I stumbled across it about a year before lockdown. And I've actually, give me a minute. I went in for a CBD coffee one day and they do creams, bath bombs, shampoos and vitamins and stuff. And as always, I was like, what's this CBD shite? And this is the CBD that I use. I got that from the Zen Den. This isn't a sponsored thing. I actually bought that with my own money. But Joe's been kind enough to now sponsor the podcast. It tastes a bit like shite, to be honest, but it's good for you. If you put it in your tea or your coffee, you won't taste it. And I enjoy it. Um, it's a very supportive wee cafe. I've went in there and I've found myself talking about mental health stuff. Um, it's dog friendly. It is very, very nice. I'll just double check to see if he's put um, anything cool here. Stoner friendly as well. Nice. So just, I can go. Yes, you can. You junkie scumbag. Junkie stoner. Phone the police right now on yourself. <laughs> Dog friendly, just by Glasgow Green, and there's nootropics as well. Nice. So you can go in and get like nootropic coffee and like all the mushroom stuff. So nice one. Eyes, man, all that. All the all, good stuff. All the good stuff, mate. Have you ever been? I have seen it, um, but I've never been in. It's so good. I'm having to just jump in. I think I've, I've went by it. Maybe it's been closed or somewhere, but I, I, I go down there with my bike. Yes. It's, about the Clyde it's really good. What a sex pest. And obviously, <laughs> obviously I don't um, smoke weed. So I'm just into nootropics and all that. <laughs> so there we go. Check it as ending. Uh, you're sober. Yeah. I'm not. As, and, as we talked about last week with my mushroom <laughs> trip, but... <laughs> I've took CBD in the past and it's very good for relaxing and easing the physical symptoms of anxiety. Yes, and it's good for, um, what's it called when your muscle, uh, your your knuckles are always stiff, your fingers are stiff and stuff with your bones. Oh, like arthritis. Arthritis. Like uh-huh. It's good with that. Mm-hmm. I had my mum taking CBD. Obviously, it's legal. You can buy it in Asda anywhere like that it's perfectly legal it's not a drug mm-hmm. i just look at it as a vitamin have i been taking it every single day no i haven't have i been taking it recently yes i have i'm in a much better place mentally and i've got a good routine i feel much better and when i feel much better i take things like that nice on top of a structured good diet nice so there we go mm-hmm. that's me getting my breath back Amazing, mate. I'm not absolutely fucked. I noticed in the, I noticed on Saturday night that you were eating serene. Either we the fruit loaf. Yes. So this is a very polarizing substance. This fruit loaf stuff, like malt bread with fruit in it. I'm fucking addicted to it, mate. Yes. I love it. You had the banana stuff, the serene banana bread. Do you know? See if it was there and I was hungry, I would eat it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't buy it. It's that is very specific there's very specific flavor to the banana one right it's very strong Mm -hmm. for me 
if you tried toasting it, if you bought the loaf out of Tesco. That sounds amazing. Get the loaf out of Tesco. Don't over toast it though. Toast, it's one of the ones like it toasts like that. Uh -huh. So you take your eye off it for a second, it's fucked and you just want it to be a wee bit sort of crispy, like lightly toasted. Peanut butter. Holy shit, man. That sounds amazing. You're did I pull that out in the... Was I eating that at the comedy night? I think so, mate. Eh? That's because I'm... Did, did I see it on your Instagram story or something? Might have been... Might have been both. Were you pocket munching? I was night? pocket munching, I. That's 32 days I've been calorie counting. Superb, mate. I feel... I feel great, mate. Aye. I've no weighed myself, but I do feel... I feel good. Are you feeling more comfortable in your clothes and all that? I do. Even walking here, I was late to the podcast. I was 10 minutes late. And I was like speed walk time and I was like, I've lost weight. Speed walk and I could feel it. Um and I'm just gonna stick to it. When I get a chance to get to Nathaniel and train well, then I'll weigh myself. But I'm I'm not gonna be pure obsessed with weighing myself. Aye. But I that's 30, 32 days. I was bragging about it today on Twitter. I said my body's getting stronger. I feel like a backyard boxer. My I'm not even going to finish that sentence, that's fucking horrific. I was going to say my loads are getting creamier, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it now? <laughs> I know, I'm so... I had to say it there, but you know that way, I was like, nee one or I'm not getting booked for Panto anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, the, sh the shot's getting higher up my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting stronger. <laughs> I do feel stronger. My pal started back um, jiu-jitsu training, right? Right. And he's he was rolling with somebody today that I know. And I started off saying this as a joke. I feel so good calorie counting that I think I could smash fuck it the both of you at the same time. And by the end of the conversation, I was like, ah, name a time and a place. <laughs> Next, cool. I'll take the both of you, man. I don't give a fuck. So... <laughs> Where does he go to jiu-jitsu? I'm not too you sure. Don't even know. Can't remember. That's fucking hilarious. Um, how have you been since the last podcast? Since last week, been good, mate. I've been Baby. busy, busy, busy. Um, but like you're saying, Saturday night, I had a I had a great night at Tenants in yeah. uh, Byers Road for the. I don't know what they're calling the night. Fucking Colin old fucking region. Colin so Higgins. Aye. Like, fuck, what's it called? I can't remember. I was gonna say Barrel of Laughs, but that's another comedy night on top. Um, but good lineup, I thought, man. Yes, the Gallus Palace. The Gallus Palace. That's what it's called. Um, I thought Stuhu was brilliant, mate. Is that the first time you've ever seen Stuhu? Uh -huh. Now, for people listening to the the podcast, Stuhu is is possibly one of the original stand up comedians in the new wave of stand up in scotland mm -hmm. that came here in the 80s maybe like actual comedy nights and comedy right. nights started getting run and uh he was in the tv show he's he's done support for bill hicks couldn't believe that when you said that I, he supported bill hicks mate he's 73 years old i'm sure he wouldn't mind us saying this but he's known the best of health right now i don't think it's a secret is it I, it's not a secret said it on stage. So. Aye, he said it on stage. He's got cancer and he's got something else. And 73 years old, I'm just going to say, you know, Stu has got Facebook and he's an amazing poet as well and he's a very talented guy. He's a good he's a good person, right? Mm -hmm. If you're listening to the podcast, add him on Facebook. But to see him there on Saturday and he was just like 
struggling a bit physically. He couldn't stand up mm-hmm. and he was sitting down because he was fucked and he still smashed a gig. You're like that. Uh, his energy was incredible, yeah. man. And the material was great as well. Aye. You know what I liked the most about him was just the pure old man honesty. Like there was a bit where, or there was a moment where he was sitting speaking to you and you were having a conversation. It wasn't like you were just like, you know, like just chatting shit or whatever. You were like sort of like leaning into each other, like actually talking. And somebody for the crowd came up and went, oh, Stu, it's good to see you. And he went, aye, but can you fucking see me after I've finished my conversation? <laughs> and I was like, do you know what, man? That's just that pure old guy energy where they just don't give a fuck anymore, man. They're just like, I don't care. Like, fuck off, mate. I'll come and see you and, you know, it's, I'm done. It's good that you picked up on that, mate, because somebody did that to me last week when I was having a conversation and I let it slide, right? And in my head, I was like, that rude bastard. See, when he did that, mm-hmm. I was actually going to say, like, because I knew that guy. See, oh, the guy you? that came up, right. he's a stand-up comedian. Right, okay. And I was going to say, for fuck's sake, mate, let us finish our conversation. But Stu was like, straight away. Aye. <laughs> it was the way that he was like, aye, gonna come. it's good to see you, Stu. Aye, it'll be good to see you once I finish my conversation. He never even fucking acknowledged me, the cunt. He was fucking leaning on my shoulders. He's like, all right, Stu. Like, all right, man. <laughs> on your face. Hello? Pushing you to one side. Um, but no, that's a good wee night that they're putting on down there. And they've done it twice. And they've raised nearly two grand for Brothers in Arms. That's amazing. The other, other two nights. And Colin's doing that. He's in Steam. Yeah. He's in back. Um, half he's in back. And I mean, it's, it's a good night, man. I mean, that room holds 50 folk. Aye. It's a great charity. I don't think people within my circle are aware of how big this Brothers in Arms is and how important it is. Mm-hmm. It's always something I've seen in the background. They've got massive Facebook groups and constant fundraisers. And who's the lad that I was talking to? The Gary Goldie. Gary Goldie. He was a good guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, aye, it's a great charity. Before we get into the podcast and, and uh, like whatever we're going to talk about, when I first met Gary, because I did the Bros and Arms podcast, uh-huh. I produced that, and that's how I met Gary. See, when I first met him, I was like to him, See, when you were younger, did you happen to rap? And he was like, what? And it was because I was in a recording studio years ago, maybe like early in mid-2000, no, not even the mid-2000s, like mid to late 2000s, maybe 2007-2008. And the guy that was the producer in the studio was like, you want to hear this, like, Glaswegian rapper? And we were all like, aye, all right. And to be fair... Like, I hope the guy doesn't listen to this podcast because the guy, the producer guy was ripping the piss out of it. Like, we were sitting howling and one of the raps he did was Gary Goldie, Gary Goldie, that's my name and I say it boldly. And was it him? No. Thankfully. Imagine <laughs> it was him, it man. Him. I, there was also a line I remember, I don't remember much, I remember that because it stood out and he said uh, something about I'm the Robin, I'm the Robin Hood of Royston. Oh my God. That was another one of the rhymes. I, I wonder what he's up to now. Gary Goldie. <laughs> Fuck knows, mate. Hope he made it. Hi. He's then 15, 15 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Berlin, eh? <laughs> Writing his next rap opus. He's probably doing the fringe. <laughs> Speaking of the fringe, that's the fringe starting now. I know, mate. I've seen some posts about it today. Yes. So, 
talking about we'll talk about the fringe for a wee bit. Um obviously that's kind of back to full swing with COVID kind of getting better. Well, not really getting better. People are still getting COVID and shows are still getting cancelled. But mm-hmm. if you're going up to the Edinburgh Fringe this month, I have some recommendations. Obviously, Susie McCabe, very funny comedian. I I imagine I'm willing to say but after this Edinburgh Fringe run, that she's going to be a household name. This aye, aye. this is her moment. This mm-hmm. is her fringe. She's incredible at your uh, new com- uh, new material night at the stand, mate. Really good, man. So awesome. comfortable on stage. Ridiculous. Yeah. So if you want to go and catch a comedian before she becomes massive, go and see Susie McCabe at the Fringe. Also, Rachel Jackson doing my night. I'm just naming people that... Did you like that? Done night, French. <laughs> Everybody else is a cunt because they never done my gig. <laughs> no, Rachel Jackson, Christopher MacArthur Boyd, CMB. He's doing a, a show as well. Right. Very funny boy. Seen him supporting Frankie Boyle at <clears throat> Glee. Yes. Was getting trolled on Twitter recently because he was doing a joke about Celtic and Rangers. Aye. I, I mean, I seen it. I thought it was funny. I'm a Celtic fan. I thought Aye. it was funny, but he's right. Yeah. He's totally right. Like, it's... See, I never laughed at it, but I loved the reaction that it got. Uh-huh. So I was like, good on him. Uh-huh. I, I want that. I love the fact that he caused pain to people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm recommending his show. Are we, are we, ho- <laughs> are we home truth for like, people on Twitter? Like, no, that's not right. <laughs> like, Aye. Yeah, okay, so he's very funny. And uh, an English boy called Liam Whiffnail. Right. Very, very funny comedian. Good guy. And he's doing a show at the Monkey Barrel. I'm not going to name their shows and what time it is. Just Google their name. Also, if you just go up off the cuff one day and you're bored, um, I would say just jump into the Monkey Barrel or the Stand right. Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to say this as well. Like two venues that actually support comedians and pay comedians. There's there's a lot of comedians that are going to, and actors and everybody else that are going to do this run and they're going to lose thousands of pounds Mm -hmm. and not get paid. So if you would like comedians to get paid, go to the Monkey Barrel, the Stand Comedy Club, or the Free Fringe when there's a bucket at the end of the show. Uh And if you stick money in the bucket, you will know that the comedians are getting paid. I think Mark Nelson's doing a pay what you can show. Yes. Maybe he's matinee or something like that. It's a pay what you can or something like that. I don't know. Obviously, Mark Nelson's very funny too. And if you go and purchase a ticket to his show, he, you won't be disappointed. Uh-huh. There's so much at it, mate. I was quite... I had seen somewhere that uh, the official Edinburgh Fringe top 50 acts to go and see not one of them was Scottish, which is... It sums it up, mate. It's a pirate ship. It's an absolute pirate ship Mm. that takes advantage of people with a dream. And working class people from all walks of life will not benefit from it. No, no way. Can't even afford to go to it. Aye. You know what I mean? You will literally go into £5,000 debt at least. When I finished my first run, I get hit with a five grand bill. I've never seen five thousand pound in my life. The, well, I think that's a disgrace. Um, but do you think it's, I think it's necessary anymore? And I don't mean from what like, putting it on. Obviously, put it on, right? But there used to be this thing. Oh, you need to do the fringe. 
Do you think that's true anymore? Don't I don't you? think it's true. I think it's dying. I think it's honestly dying. It's it's this big cor- uh, corrupt kind of machine now. And the only reason that I would go to it now is to do the stand or monkey barrel. But I don't know why I would do it again. Like, mm-hmm. I've got bills to pay. I can't afford to go into thousands of pounds of debt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Aye, that's insane. Um, but I think with internet, you don't need to go there. See, it's like all the press are there and you do a good show and you get a five-star review at the fringe. It used to be really huge. Yeah. See, now, half of the cunts I know don't even know it's fucking... You know, you say to them, all the fringes on, they'll be like, what? I know. Aye, and what? Aye. Used I've... to be, like, huge, do you know what I mean? Like... Yep, if you want to support live comedy, just go to the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow or Edinburgh outside August or the Glee Club. If you really love comedy, then you've got comedians doing solo shows and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I get caught at the Fringe one year. I was going to see Foo Fighters at Meadowbank and I sat down in a, what was an empty room. And as soon as Mars hit the seat, the fucking curtain went, and the guy came out pure, hello! So, like, and I was just, like, sitting there by myself waiting for my missus to come out taking a piss in the toilet. Oh, my God. It was horrific. Um, and when I, 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 I literally was saying sorry to the guys I left. <laughs> I was, like, standing up, like, I need to go, mate. Like, I'm so sorry. And the guy just continued on with his comedy. Did like, they okay. even acknowledge you? Did they even say anything? Um, other than clearly he's been waiting for somebody to come in. You know what I mean? Oh, so it was only you? It was only me. Oh my god! There was nobody else there, and as soon as and she went to the toilet, and I went, "I'll oh, just, I'm just going to grab a seat, just give a shout when you come out the toilet." It was just like an empty room. As soon as I sat down, it was pure. Hello, like you came out. I was like, "Oh god, like this guy's been waiting in the wings for like one person to come in." It was like three. There was about like 13, 14, 15 seats, something like that. And I, f- I feel his pain. One year when I went up, as there was a open spot, we had a show, me a comedian called Stephen Halcrow, Eddie Cassidy, Ross Main, and myself. We did a show at the Free Sisters. And right. it, I swear to God, mate, it was in a cupboard. It, it must have been a cupboard. Well, came... this looked like a cupboard. Aye. This looked like a wee room. Like, the two, the toilets were there, the main bar was here. We were in the bar having a beer and then we were leaving to go to the gig. Mm-hmm. She went out the toilet and it was just like a room with like 10 or 15 seats in it. Looked like a fucking cupboard. Yeah. As soon as I sat down, so I uh, it's probably been a similar sort of thing to what you've had. He's came out like <laughs> he's like, "Hey guys, how you all doing? Yeah." Just yeah. launched into his act Aye. and like one joke in, she's like, "Come on," and I'm like, "Sorry, mate, I need to go," and just left. Ah, uh, poor guy. Yeah, I've had some strange times at the fringe. I remember. Hopefully, I'm no grassing them in. I, I, I think they wouldn't mind. I remember when I went up and you see the clattiness of what the fringe is. See, when you're an up-and-comer, you get these people that try to, you know, smooze you. Smooze, is that the word? Aye, I think so. Aye, like, you're all just fake. But I, I remember being... I got the chance to potentially support Tom Green. Doing stand up. As in, like, fucking Freddie Got Fingered, Tom Green. Aye. Right, the American guy, right? Fuck's so, sake. and it fell through. Right. But I still got to meet him. So oh, I really? remember we were at this after party, right? Uh-huh. Where Tom Green was there. Michael Winslow, right? Who's he? 
the guy for Police Academy that does oh, all right. the bad voices. Aye, aye, the guy does all the noises. Aye. Right, uh-huh. And I'm there working in Asda at the time, doing all these mental gigs, no getting paid, having the time of my life. I drank at the time, right? Right. And I remember there was a joint getting passed about, and Michael Winslow was smoking a joint. Ooh. Did I just grass him in there? And he's like, ah, do you want a puff? Obviously in an American accent. And I was like, right, I've never, I've never smoked that in my life. But Michael Winslow, the police academy, is offering me a puffy a joint. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking take it, <laughs> right, yeah. mate. Two draws of a joint, I was fucking melted, man. I was grabbing Tom Green, right? And I was like, I see Freddie got fingered, mate. <laughs> Honestly, man, one of the best comedies ever made. Talking oh, no. utter shit. But they were brand new. It was a great night and it was a great laugh. Mm-hmm. But see, by the end of the night, just because Edinburgh it was like, you know, 24 hours a day, man, it's just carnage during the fringe. Aye. I couldn't get anywhere to sleep. And I remember this mad after party being with all these people. And then I just walked in towards the Three Sisters, tried to get a couple of hotels. Everywhere was booked, fucked. Tried to go into a hostel, full, and I just done that. Oh well, and just went went for a sleep on a bench in the middle of Edinburgh. And I just woke up the next day. I was just like, did that really happen? Like, <laughs> the promoter guy got in touch with us because I joked about it on my Facebook saying I just went for a kip last night on a bench after hanging about with Tom Green. Right. Such a weird night. Right. And he's like, ah, next time tell us and I'd, I'd let you sleep my flare. But that's mental, isn't it? Just any, a mad story. interesting happened with Tom Green other than you slabbering on him? No, it was alright. It was just the usual shit. Like, was he weird? I think he was a bit weird because he couldn't understand me because of the Scottish accent. <laughs> but right. he was nay from what you see on the TV is no the Tom Green that's real. Right, okay. He's socially awkward, quiet. Right. Quiet wee guy. And he followed me on Twitter, right? He'd followed me for ages. Right. And then he unfollowed me and I was like, ah, prick. Oh, did he? What a prick. Bastard. I believe that. Why are you doing? Why? What did you say? So see, when I, I went, when very early into my comedy career, when I had Twitter, um, I fully admit that I wasn't funny. Right. I might have been funny doing stand-up comedy on a stage when I was finding my voice, mm-hmm. but twitter my partner was pathetic mate so I, I actually went through my tweets during lockdown right thirty-three thousand tweets right i went through them since i started twitter obviously i went through it to try and get some material as well like uh-huh. maybe i could use that as a joke mate i would have get cancelled if i never deleted their tweets like see all these comedians that are getting cancelled how they get cancelled like 100% I'm I can see the joke in the tweet but mm. it's no a joke yet right. and I'm like right that's you know jokes about suicide depression mm. you know tweets at like three in the morning and I'm like that's not a joke that's me just saying I'm gonna kill myself like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just desperation no and it's like you know, really just shite, just pure shite. Right. So Tom Tom Green was right to unfollow you? Aye, I don't blame him. But am I still going to wish death on him? Aye. Okay. 
Aye. Have I never watched any of his films since? So, yeah, of course. <laughs> Have I gave him a one-star review on all his podcasts and shows? Aye. Aye. That bad mouth him in green rooms, even though it was 10 years ago? Aye. <laughs> How do you bring him up? <laughs> like, in the stand, green room, with Susie McCabe, Rachel Jackson, Mikey Motion, you... How do you bring Tom Green? How do you how do you wedge him into the conversation oh. so you can badmouth him? So we could be sitting in the green room and Susie does that. We're in a green room and I'd be like, "At Green, Tom Green, he's a cunt." That's it. It's as simple as that. Somebody's like, "My my brother-in-law's called Freddy. I ever seen Freddy got fingered? I don't fucking watch it." One of the best films ever made. Do you remember it, mate? I. I loved Freddy Got Fingled yeah. when it first came out. I loved it. Ah, it was funny. It was hilarious. I don't know what my favourite bit in the whole movie is. Such just stupidity goes on in that movie. The bit where his mate breaks his leg <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts licking <laughs> the fucking bone. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Who even thinks of that Aye. shit? Um, but the... I mean, it's just so stupid. Just so stupid, but... The bit where he's sitting playing the piano. Daddy, would you like some sausage? And he just gets sausages hanging. Aye. Who who thinks of that? And better still, who puts it in a fucking movie? Mm-hmm. See, the funny thing about that is, though, see the dad, Tom Green's dad. I can't remember his name. Is it no Rip Thorne that plays him or not? Is it Rip Thorne? I don't know if it is. But... He's a very well-respected actor that's been in really successful right. multiple Hollywood films. And I love for the I love the fact that he's just appeared in Freddy Get Fingered. Freddy Get Fingered. Let's have a look to see. He was in Men in Black as well. I, th- I don't know if it is ripped on, but uh, let's have a look. Freddy Got Fingered. It is ripped on. Aye, it is. Do you know what, man? That dude plays angry. Like, seeing yeah. that movie when he loses it with him and all that. And uh, But aye, just the pure, just the fucking sheer stupidity of that fucking movie. Um, Sadly, no longer with us. Who? Uh, Ripped on, I know, yeah. mate. Um, but do you know he did the skateboard in one take? Did he? Aye, but it took him like a million takes to do it, but he wanted to do like the one continuous take. Wow. Which is impressive, man. For your art. Still, I can't, but. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. I was only kidding on about Tom Green. I, I do like him. He's a good lad. Oh, he's on Twitter, Tom. Like my best mate. I'm in Michael Winslow, are my best mates. Um, Did la- he do any voices before we... Ah, he was, mate. Was he, like, showing off? Was he, like, flexing? No, it's just part, it's part of his personality. Like, right. see the way we have a conversation and you're like, that's so hard to describe. Like, he uses sounds to describe words. So it's just part of his thing. Right. But I'm tripping at my fucking mind. And I'm like, is he is he even moving his mouth mm-hmm. when he's doing that? He was like a puppet. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point that he was doing it and like nobody was laughing and all that. He's so right. good at it, but... Oh, I mean... Because I was like, it's, it's, I'm like, he's making noises and I'm like, is somebody behind the curtain there? there? Like, it was him. <laughs> but can he do like, what's that called? Excuse me, where you project your voice. He does it all, mate. Right. Maybe because I was just stoned at my fucking ah, mind. You've been, you've been hearing it in like fucking 4D. I, I even remember saying something along the lines of saying, so cringe, saying, is Police Academy coming back? 
<laughs> Are you making another police academy? He's like, I fucking hope so. I know. Did you like the police academy movies? Do you know, I thought I did, but I watched them recently and I think there's two that are all right and the right. rest of them are sh- so shite. Right. Aye. I be, I'm very wary of revisiting movies for the 80s mm-hmm. in particular movies for the 80s that I seen when I was younger. How many Police Academy movies is there? Like fucking 40 or something? I, like I think there's seven or something. Aye, there's one in Moscow. Aye. One in fucking Russia. Yeah. But there's one in particular... Um, Citizens on Patrol. Is that Police Academy 3? Maybe 2? I can't remember. That is actually really fucking good. Like, really good. Actually, like, funny. And I think when they had the guy, uh, Mahoney. Ah, uh, hi. Um, he was in Cocoon. Another great movie. Um, when they had the original cast, it was decent. It was, like, a good movie. But, aye, uh, they ripped the arse with it, didn't they, man? He's kind of fell away that guy, isn't he? Steve Gutenberg. Yep. He had a great career and he's not really done much. Weird that, isn't it? Like, you get people that are, like, hot. Mm-hmm. Don't mean physically, I mean, like, career-wise and, like, acting. They're fucking hot for, like, 10 years. And then they end up in, like, mad shady B-cop movies and all that. Aye. Like Paulie Shore. Aye, Perfect example. Aye, mate. He was, like, he was a flavour of the month, big time. He was in Everton at one point. Yeah. Um, who's the guy that kids want to be Michael Jackson? Corey Feldman. Oh, that's quite sad, actually. Aye, I listened to his book. He's got a book in Audible. Really good. You ever heard his song? Um, Is it the one with the angels? I don't know, mate. I watched it live. <laughs> I don't even know if they released it. But there's like a YouTube video. Or maybe pull it up a, a wee bit like here in the post. Where he's on like, no Saturday Night Live. It was the one on MTV. It used to be like... He did it like Times Square in New York, like he, you know what I'm talking about, like, Aye. and he like just lo- he just starts singing and dancing the song. Like, it's fuck, it's a car crash, man. It's terrible. Like, it's so bad. It's like worse than Vanilla Ice. It's weird because I've heard him on podcasts, and he's quite an interesting, funny guy. I think he was on a Bobby Lee podcast once, and he was alright. Tiger Belly. Aye, but when you when he starts singing, you're like, mate. He did an episode of. Which is a great podcast. Um, that Steve's podcast is it Wild Ride, um, and some of the shit that he was talking about, you're like, wow, man, pure yeah. outing cunts, not like, hey, what? Different. Pure outing cunts. Aye, aye, for like, abusing him, he was like abused as a aye. child, like aye. by uh, people in Hollywood. Aye, he was part of that scene, like the Corys and aye, uh, who else was like Jodie Foster, like all these child stars that they're all fucked up. Also in The Goonies, one of the greatest films ever made. Love it, mate. See that? Lost Boys. He's in Lost Boys. Another. Yeah. Um, But The Goonies is, mate, Sunday afternoon. I know you don't drink, but see, Sunday afternoon, hangover, get a bit of lunch, stick The Goonies on. Aye. Top tier. See if Sloth was still alive, right? Would you be mates with him? Like Sloth as in like, if the character for The Goonies was real, or the dude that played American football and the character. Right. hundred percent, mate. Aye. So with that. Aye. Do you know how I think I might be mentally ill? Because sometimes I think when I mean the guy that played him's dead as well, right? Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. But the fact I don't know, man, sloth just makes me sad. <laughs> like 
I just wish he get treated better. He's de- <laughs> I, he's definitely got some sort of like weird attachment issues because he like falls in love with a child. At, like say I don't know, maybe something fucking sinister about it. Maybe we spoke about the Mrs. Doubtfire horror trailer. Yeah, somebody could make a Goonies horror trailer for sure. Aye, see the scene in the uh, abandoned cafe that used to scare the shit out of me. That was scary. I there's some really scary parts of the Goonies when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Aye. It's unbelievable that it's uh, who's the dude that plays the big brother. He's in the Marvel films and all that now. Me, aye, he's um. Paul's just going to quickly check Always that. having to fucking double check. So shite with names, man. Don't worry, babe, baby. As S- soon as you... Uh, Josh Brolin. Yes. That's Amazing. Uh, no Country for Old Men and I think a serious, I've, serious actor. I've mentioned this on the podcast once. I tweeted one of the cast members of the Goonie, Goonies years ago, and I just said, when is Goonies 2 coming out? And she blocked me. <laughs> 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 Oh, fuck you but that might be because they wanted it and they never got it or whatever yeah. or who knows man I don't even think I made I meant anything bad by it I was just like fuck it genuinely want the Goonies too Aye. like why not I want more sloth more sloth no um, you guys hi <laughs> I'd have him up on the couch like a dog imagine treating him <laughs> like a dog I told you no, don't go on the couch alright <laughs> Get to your bed. Gaff my bed. You've had your dinner. This is my dinner. <laughs> Say that to my cats for the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking bastards love cheese and they just come up like that cheese. And I'm like, you've had your fucking dinner. <laughs> Beat it. Talking oh. about um last week's podcast, a punter got in touch with you know how I was talking about the trolley boys cupboard. Mm-hmm. So that seems to have done quite well on TikTok. Right. But funnily enough, um, my old manager got in touch with us. Uh-oh. Aye. The one that was like, tell me who it was. Yep. Right. And she straight away, she was like, ah, you fucking grasped yourself in there. I built her. She's like, I had a wee feeling it was you. But she took it well. She found it very funny. But a guy got in touch with us and uh, he's like, ah, I love the mad work stories. He works in McVitie's Biscuit Factory, and that's right. actually shutting down this weekend, I think. Oh, is it? The one down at Toll Cross? I think so, mate. Oh, you're kidding on. So I take it it's gone private? No, well, um, they'll probably be just moving it somewhere. Moving it. Fuck it, because, I mean, as the city centre expands, places like Deniston and Toll Cross, not, they'll just become gentrified, same as the south side, same as the west end has. Uh-huh. So it'll be like uh, Iron Brew, the Iron Brew Bars Factory used to be at Parkade at Celtic Park. They've moved up to Cumbernauld. It's just cheaper for them to have their fucking their shit there. Yeah. It's not in the city. So yeah. I think it'll have something to do with that. Well, he got in touch with us and that biscuit factory has been there for years, right? 30 years or something, maybe mm-hmm. even longer. Mm-hmm. And he had a story. He said that I don't know why it was up in the roof, but they had this container up in the roof that had nothing but water in it. Nothing ran through it. It was just like an empty brass container right. of, of rainwater, I think. Right, okay. Right, it was like water. Aye. And he said he had a colleague that walked past him holding a towel one day. And he's like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm away for a swim. <laughs> 
<laughs> you used to go swimming in the fucking bog and rainwater in this container. Yep, but you would go for a wee swim on the roof <laughs> of the McFitties biscuit factory. Wow, man, you must have brung his shorts and his fucking towel. And I did. Him. Yep, he did. I was howling. I was like, mate, can I tell that on the podcast? And he's like, aye, the guy you know, fucking you know died fifteen years ago. Mental about that. There's a fucking swimming pool across the road. Aye, in Tolcross Park. I know. <laughs> this guy's fucking flapping about in a fucking container full of rainwater. He was the original cold water therapy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Then eating a biscuit after that. Amazing. <laughs> I used to stay in Tolkros, and I loved the smell of that factory, mate. Why? Jammy Dodgers. Feel it pure. Smells like Jammy Dodgers. If I worked in that factory, I'd die, man. How do they maintain their weight? Because one, there are, well, maybe they become noseblind to it, like people that work in Lush, but they're around the smells of biscuits all day, which would drive me fucking insane. Uh-huh. And they, I'm sure they get, like, the broken biscuits. Oh, they do? On a reduced fee? Mate, I get my pal get a job in McDonald's and within four months they looked like he get poisoned by That's a fucking Russian agent. That's exactly what happened to me, mate. I went for... <laughs> At 16, like, could play on a Sunday, three games of football back-to-back, like, constantly kicking a ball, constantly running, like, and then I stopped playing football at, like, 16 because I was shite, and I was, like, still kicked a ball about, but stopped playing football for teams, got a job at McDonald's, and literally by the time I was 19, I was, like, 25 stone. Wow. I put on 10 stone. And that's as a teenager. That's impressive. You know what I mean, but mate, you could go in there and morning. See if you went in for the early shift, the mm. breakfast shift, six six a.m. start, you would be having breakfast, lunch, and dinner at McDonald's. Aye, guarantee you, you'd have the breakfast at your break because, like, who doesn't fucking love a sausage and egg McMuffin? Then you would get your lunch, and then when you were leaving, you'd be like, "Can I take a Big Mac?" And they'd be like, they don't give a fuck. They let you eat what you want. Aye. I was actually see because I'm completely obsessed with calorie counting right now, and I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying it. So I'm listening to podcasts, I'm reading books about it, and the guys were saying like, you can eat things like McDonald's if you're within your calories. You can. Aye. Aye. Of course, it, you can so, eat like. Over the weekend there, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to blow my calories on a McDonald's. But uh-huh. I feel like over the space of 32 days, my appetite's changed. So I was like, I'm not even going to waste my calories on a McDonald's. And I just ate normally. But right, good. for the first, you know, two days in calorie counting, I'm like, I'm getting fucking a quarter pounder with chicken nuggets. So you know what I like today? I like to... My maintenance calories are fucking high. I'm six five, right? A hundred kilo. 
So like, I can eat three thousand calories a day. I won't put any fucking weight on. Quite an active fucker as well, but I, that's my maintenance is three thousand calories. Um, and if I'm in a deficit, right? See if I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, I'll go to two thousand five hundred. Yeah. So take five hundred off. It's not a lot. It's like a couple of bars of chocolate or whatever, whatever way you want to fucking look at it. You know what I love today, mate? Save, save up calories. So maybe two thousand calories, five days, and then have what a five guys. Oh, mate, how good is you? You dirty bastard. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, I Monday. I'm doing two thousand calories a day, and then I'm going to have a five guys on a Friday night, man. Because it's a lot of calories in their food, mate. I was looking at five guys. I don't want to be, this is no boring chat, but I was looking at their menu, trying to figure out how many calories are in their food, and it was quite hard to find out. It's in my fitness pal. What is it? Aye, mate. Sums um, my fucking, <laughs> sums and, um, my life up. And um, let's, this is mental, mate. You'll be like, what? So, a bacon cheeseburger for five guys. So, it's oh. just a burger. So, it's in the palm of your hand. 920 calories. That is mental. Regular fries. Have a guess. The same. Nine hundred more. Oh my god! A thousand. Wow. The large fries. Fourteen hundred. Wow. So if you're talking about like an average female on a a cat on a, a like calorie deficit, a large five guys fries and mate, you can eat them and like that man, they're gone. They're fucking you wolf them down. Yeah. And they're so good. But the calories are high. So that's like that's what I'm saying. I would save up five five hundred calories a day over four or five days to give me that two or two and a half thousand spare calories so that I can have a five guys on like a Friday night or something. And no feel bad about Fat it. Friday. It has the spot, doesn't it? I don't know why I struggled to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> the <laughs> saliva can run your mouth flat. I was really struggling now. Getting get the fries for the five guys, man. Aye. <laughs> you a ridiculous amount of fucking chips in the bags, man. I knew one, man. You have fucking mere chance of getting a mortgage for a house than fucking paying for the five guys. <laughs> you could fucking uh, fill a pothole with the chips. I know, mate. We went in there one Monday. I'm obsessed with the Coca-Cola machines. Aye. See, like the sugar-free Dr Pepper with like strawberry and mm-hmm. vanilla, and oh my god, these are all day. Um, and I was on a wee walk on a Monday. I take a Monday off, and um, me and the missus went into five guys, and I was like, "Can I just get like a large drink?" And they were like, "Can I have that? You need to buy something else." Honestly, uh-huh. and it's because they they don't make any money after the Coca Cola machines. The Coca Cola machines cost them so much money. To buy and then to maintain and like the setups for it, that they kind of just let you buy that. That's mental. You need to buy. And I bought a small fries, and it was like incredible, mate. Salty and so hungry, mate. Why I'm getting hungry as well. But that's why I love this calorie counting stuff because I've started to eat food that I would class as bad, and I've really started to drink like nice drinks. Like I love a. A zero Dr. Pepper. I find it so refreshing. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to feel guilty about this. And like the day for, I don't want to bore you with calorie counting shit, but the day for my breakfast, I had, did you hear that? Aye. It was just a chair. Sounded like the roof was going to cave in. Um, for my breakfast today, I had two bits of white bread, uh-huh. two skinny square sausages for Aldi, uh-huh. fried onions, and a can of iron brew extra. And it was like 400 calories. 
I was like, that fucking hit the spot, man. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I like that. Like, no foods are bad, mate. I've done keto and all uh, fucking Atkins and every fucking diet under the sun all the fucking years. And they just don't last. You mm-hmm. can't do them long term. It's all right to do keto if you're like, you know, whatever you want to do. But calorie counting, eating what you like, having the freedom to eat what you like, just knowing that you need to control yourself. Aye. It's just, it's the best, mate. It really is, man. And also getting some harsh truths as well. See, finding out about veganism as well. Like a lot of people with disordered eating will lean towards veganism because you're instantly chopping out most junk foods mm-hmm. and bad food and you think you're eating healthy because you're a vegan and i have to hold my hands up and say that's why i started to be a vegan but i started to like the animal side of it like six months down the line but i started being a vegan for weight loss and no other reason and i wish i could say that i didn't know about the calorie stuff i did but i just tried to always out train a bad diet I and I'm like, nah, man, I'm 35. I can't out train a bad diet. I think anybody can, mate, unless you're fucking 18. Aye. I mean, so I, it's all about, and then I feel like my mental health has got better as well because I'm no, I, like last night I had a cup of tea and three ginger biscuits. The ginger biscuits are 62 calories a biscuit. Mm-hmm. No, no, 42 calories a biscuit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't even feel bad about that. But see if that, if that was like two months ago, I'd be like, I want to fucking hang myself from my chin up bar because I've got no self-control. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some of the things really surprise you how low in calories they are, man. Biscuits are one of them. People think, like, you could eat a full fucking pack of them if you want. Aye. And comparing them to the biscuits that I already had, I had a lot of 99-calorie bars for, like, Al- uh, Aldi and Pound Savers and all that. Right. So I'm like, am I going to have a 99-calorie bar or I'll have three biscuits? I'm going to have three biscuits because uh-huh. I'm a greedy boy. Fucking right, mate. Go for it. But even like last night, mate, I was like, that's, it's, it goes back to what you're saying there. Um, good and bad foods. Like um, 196 calories for a whisper. That's fucking class, man. I thought that would have been higher. That's it, mate. That That is it, isn't it? Um, 250 calories for a gra- a big grab bag, a 47.5 gram grab bag of McCoy's. Oh. Just work it into your foot. See if that's what you like. Why deny yourself these things? Uh-huh. Unless you've got a specific reason, right? Say, for instance, you're like skin. You know, like, oh, really, what a, or, you know, gut health. Aye. IBS or whatever, obviously, like, there's gluten and there's all these things. Yeah. And I know everything, there's dairy, what we're talking about, but see if it's genuinely, and I think, like, Honestly, 80%, 90% of people that you, you speak to, it's about wanting to control their weight. It's yeah. about not wanting to lose control of their, their fucking their diet and what shape they're in or whatever. Yeah. You can eat what you like, man. You can gen- if you if you look at people like Paddy Pimlet, right? UFC fighter not he he's rake thin and the guy's shoving me dot it's like there is there's a way that you can do it. Yeah. A hundred percent you can do it. A very simple basic science behind it that is easily followed and it makes me think about PTs like why as soon as you walk into a gym they should say if you're no watching your calories then there's no point in being here unless you just want to feel better. Uh-huh. But you won't get a result 
through if it's weight loss you won't get a result i've seen the amount of times i've ran on a treadmill for an hour with a sweatsuit on mate and i'm like why am i still fat because i've never tracked tracked uh, my calories even when i thought i was healthy like i used to have smoothies like do you know what i'll have a smoothie for my breakfast and that'll be all right i'm putting a full fucking tub of strawberries in it blueberries raspberries a banana then i'm putting full fat milk ice and a protein powder in it fuck knows how many calories that is <laughs> <Do you laughs> what about fucking 1500 and i'm like oh no it's a protein shake Aye. it's a fucking smoothie it's, it's good Aye, it's healthy i tell you a lie my breakfast today was 517 calories but that was two slices of bread two sausages a cup of tea tomato ketchup diet coke and it was a wee breakfast bar so that was all right 100 man. i'm fucking starving man no, and i also no, shot no, my no. pants yesterday by the way moving we'll move on for the calorie counting because the people just want the filth didn't they yeah. <laughs> i shot my pants like actual literally, uh, literally shat yourself i shat my pants walking i was going to nando's <laughs> <laughs> and what happened um well i i sat and read the menu counted out my calories and i thought this is what i'm gonna get and i walked it from my flat to the nando's and i was around the corner from the nando's and i was like there's a weird shooting pain in my stomach and I was like, did I just shit my pants? No full-blown shit my pants. Right. Did shit leave my arse? Yes. <laughs> did it soil my pants? Yes. But I never sat in Nando's and had a meal with a full shit in my pants. <laughs> but if I took my pants off and you looked inside them, you would see shit. <laughs> That's me trying to justify it. Was your boxers like one of them had inkblot fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so when i got him and i took my boxers off and i seen it i just put them in the bin Aye. i was like yeah, you can't save that Aye. and then nando's was shite as well oh mate I... overrated or underrated nando's overrated 100 percent, mate and the price it mate i oft the price is a shambles there's a place in glasgow called um grill guru and they're doing it the Sinanox Center and they would probably deliver to like where you are. And their menu is exactly the fucking same as Nando's. They do the pitas with the holomy in it, everything. They've just yeah. copied Nando's menu, but it's like half the fucking price. And the chicken, do you know what I don't like about Nando's? I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't taste like fresh chicken. No. It tastes like I don't know. There's something going on with it, you know what I mean? It's dafty central and all. Why does it attract so many dafties? Yeah, we're just going to Nando's, cheeky Nando's. Yeah. Like that type of shit. Guess where I'm going tonight? Where? Nando's. Really? Aye. How come? My two pals want to meet me and they said Nando's and I said I don't want a Nando's and they're like... Fuck you. We want a Nando's. Whereabouts is a Nando's for you? So I'm this... The one that I shat my pants in was the one beside Central Station. The big one? Not Aye. the big huge one? The chips one they cooked right, the stem broccoli was shite. The rap was tasteless. I'm sitting there with shit on your mask. Fucking nightmare, mate. You get mugged. How do you? <laughs> what, what level of heat do you get? Do you get your Nando's? I normally get it spicy, but I was way someday, and I was like, I can't be be asked slabbering like a fucking pig here. So I just got it medium. Who are you? Eh? Lucy. 
Ashley, the wrestler. All oh, right, your cousin. Yes. All right, I thought you were cheating on me. Though. No, no. Which um, she grasped you in, by the way. For what? <laughs> I'll tell you this on the podcast. I've got a cousin called Nathaniel that's a boxer, uh-huh. and Ashley's a wrestler. Uh-huh. And what's her surname again? Or wrestling surname? I can't remember, Oof, but mate. Well, that's terrible. That's I should fucking, know that. That's terrible. That's worse than whatever you're going to say for me. I did nothing but sing your praises. On you go. What, what did I say? You never, you never to Ashley, didn't you? hundred percent did. Like, what did she I said, say? She was like, ah, he's a boxer and you're a wrestler. What the fuck's that we done then? Oh, <laughs> Maybe I did say something that. Something along That's a like, joke. Here, I get it. I get it. But if I put you in the exact same bracket as Tom Green, aye? aye. Am I going to try and get comedians to kill you when they're doing podcasts in the studio? Aye. <laughs> no, I was kidding on, mate. It was very funny. It was one of the ones I was like, you bastard, I did say that as well. Um, <laughs> right, so I shat my pants. We're going to go through the list. Um, there's a thing that you sent me that you said you would like to bring up. Yes. I, I don't know much about it. Okay. Shall I let you lead? Well, um, it turns out that Prince William likes a dildo in the butt. He's a... Uh, well, the hashtag on Twitter is like the Prince of Pegging. Oh my god. Or the pegging prince. Wow. So it turns out that um allegedly, because we don't want uh, Scotland's number one podcast to get shut down. <laughs> um found the both is found in an oil drum, accidentally stabbed ourselves aye, in the back. Aye. Needle marks on our fucking jugular and we're just they're like they had a heart attack, the like two of them. The fake Prince Harry. Anyway, sorry. Aye, exactly. Um but the whole Meghan Markle thing was like a, a smokescreen for uh, Prince William's affair with Kate Middleton's best friend, or one of her best friends. But it turns out that the reason that he's gone, he's playing away from home is, is that Kate will not pump him up the arse. Wow. And uh, her pal will. Wow. Now, I genuinely think that this is a amazing, you know, for progress, that... The future King England is getting bent air by a woman with a strap on. Yeah. I don't know about you. How do you feel about that? Well, I've got a half a, I've got a semi, <laughs> so that's how I feel about it. Just, you know, I've only table. had three wanks today. I've got two more to go. Um, Cal- calorie counting and wine counting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, if it wasn't somebody that was, if, if anybody's into pegging, it's such a vanilla thing now. Like, do you think so? I mean, I've never had it done. Would I? I probably would. Would you? I'd, I'd try it. Aye. I'm self-conscious about my ass, but you ever had dent up your bum? What a finger. Um, I feel. Why am I? Why are you blushing? Every single thing that I've said on this podcast. Why am I feeling defensive about that? Uh-huh. I've had a finger up the ass. Aye, mate. Enjoy it. Aye. Enjoy a bit of butt play, but. <laughs> I think that there's another, you're saying it's vanilla, there's another level to like your chosen partner, not necessarily female, to strap on a dildo and like give you one. I don't know. Like, it's right, aye, that's fair enough. It's intense. A dildo's quite large. I'd imagine that you can't just stick it in and go wild. It's You need to prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm like, I need to shave my ass. What was if I shat myself? I mean, I shat myself walking to Nando's, <laughs> fuck's sake. Walking. Just my body, just being alive, I shat my pants. Never mind getting pegged. So Aye. I'm like, I need to go on a 48-hour fast. Fuck that. <laughs> Get a colonic. I shave my ass, baby wipe my ass. No, it's not even worth it. Need to douche. <laughs> Before you do it, but um, I think it's hilarious, mate. I think it, because it's like this whole, you know, like Britishness and the chosen people and then, you know, God's chosen people to rule and he, he's just fantasizing about his missus fucking ramming him. I think uh, it's hilarious, man. That is funny, isn't it? But I also think it's pretty disgusting that they've done everything in their fucking power to try and, like, draw attention away from it, including, you know, throw his brother and his, his missus under a fucking bus, do you know what I mean? And he had a, an affair, crazy. He needs to shave his hair off, I know, man. I know what's Somebody about, needs mate. to say to him, mate, just let go. Take a go into a Turkish barbers and get a double fucking zero. Do you not think it's incredible though? Like the difference, like Prince William at one point in time was like touted to be like dating Britney Spears and heartthrob. Now he looks like a fucking geography teacher. Aye. He's mad grey suit. Like a PE teacher that's been caught having an affair with a student. <laughs> And he leaves his wife and all that to go and live with a fucking 12-year-old. You're like, mate. Allegedly. Aye, allegedly. <laughs> but she's got eating disorders and all that, like Kate Middleton's Is getting. Ah, I'm pretty sure she's getting eating disorder or she's she's had, like, people have commented looking at her going, she looks as if she might suffer from anorexia or whatever. Wow. So all is not well. But, um... I, know, mate, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. I was just pissed myself off and just like, this guy's, you know... Aye, just the future King England, the future, you know. I got a wee bit confused because there was something about Prince Charles a couple of weeks ago. He was saying he wanted to live inside his wife's skirt and all that. Like, really? Aye, it was odd. He loves a kilt. He's always fucking cutting about in a fucking kilt. Uh, there was something about his sex life that popped up. Right. You know, well, like, I mean, he was a playboy for sure. Aye. And Diana was a, she was a peacemate when she was aye, she was stunning, man. Aye, mate, smoking hot. Um, and he didn't want to marry her. He was wanting to go and keep playing about in the south of France or wherever the fuck he was running about shagging models. Like Prince Prince Charles was absolutely like a pure like billionaire Play. playboy. Um, but um, what well, it's so funny. Like it, apparently it's getting it's on mainstream news in Australia and New Zealand, but we're not getting a sniff of that shit, man. I won't catch the fucking sun. You know, Jeremy Corbyn, the old guy that fucking attends his allotment and wants normal people to have, like, you know, healthcare and housing. They're like, oh, he's a bad man. He's dangerous. But, you know, that shit's going on, like, using human shields, literal human shields yeah. to, like, get away with a scandal. And we're fucking pressed up what I know. Fuck all about it. Man. Happily throwing people under the bus. It's quite, it's quite a disaster, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's true? That he likes pegging. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, if it was true, I wouldn't care. Like, it doesn't even affect me. Like, I don't class it as a scandal. It's sad that he, if it's true that he cheated on his wife, that's sad. I think that should be the scandal, the fact that he cheated on his wife. But being into, like, pegging and whatever. I love your wife, man. Like, whatever. If it's your thing, it's your thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Have you seen Prince Charles' fingers now? Imagine taking a finger off him. No, I've not seen his fingers. Mate, his fingers are fucked. Really? Honestly, see if you Google his fingers, right? 
and you'll see them. They they look like he's dipped them in Chernobyl. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what's up Floppy with these fingers. Oh mate, they were trying to say it was like COVID fingers or something, maybe. <laughs> but I don't COVID know fingers. Just... Let's have a look. Prince... Fucking hell, man. Aye. Look like Stretch Armstrong. Hi, mentor. Look, look like the That's burnt. mate. Do you know what that is? Alcoholism. You think so? Oh, 100%. Aye. Like that's swearing like that. That's good to be. It looks like he's fucking watches like a fucking zip tie. <laughs> keeping the fucking blood. Um, but no, that's got to be. That, I mean, they're, they're, the Queen's an alcoholic. He does look and, like a boozer. She's an, the Queen's an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. She has champagne for breakfast every day. And... Get yourself to a meeting, hen. Get your cell phone back on side. There's a number there for alcoholics and honest. Elizabeth. The Samaritans are waiting. Imagine <laughs> it. Hello. I know. Phoning the Samaritans. But no, I just thought it was like interesting that these people are and all the people in Westminster all of the shit all the politicians mate, they're all into fucking they're normal people mm -hmm. they're into fucking dirty shit man yeah you think they DM birds on Instagram asking for pictures of their feet now who does that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> you like they shit themselves at Nando's wasn't me <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 fucking uh, whatever cynic or whatever his fucking name is this clown that's going to be a fucking the next prime minister do you think he's ever sharted at Nando's probably Probably. I found it quite funny over the weekend I don't know if I'm oversharing here but me you and your girlfriend we were talking and we had a laugh mm -hmm. and she said something along the lines of oh do you know what I find quite funny or do you know who I appreciate girls that sell pictures of their feet and they pay their bills and the two years were just sitting there in complete silence you know, <laughs> obviously you don't listen to the podcast um so i there we go aye, um, but mate, at, at that, you need to remember in that same conversation is like oh so clearly you don't listen to the podcast and she was like what why would i listen to dan's podcast like because i'm on it and she was like oh are you oh my god so it's like that level that's the level we're at mate. she's like surprised 37 episodes deep You've got people shouting for the crowd and all that. Yes, mm -hmm. Paul. Mm -hmm. Which makes that situation even more worrying for her <laughs> mentality. Well, she thinks that people at the stand are shouting at me and going, oh, thumbs up for doing a good podcast, simply because I just take it. Aye. <laughs> and they don't know who I am. It's like, but um, to be fair, she doesn't listen to this. She's, she's thick as shit. Nice. No, yeah, that's all right. Just, just that she's in with Tom Green now. Tom Green, you for talking to me about my cousin no talking to my cousin about me <laughs> and your girlfriend's there now yours are all on the hit list and she's in the red group aye with you well why? that's all right there's fucking in glasgow everybody's in the red group keep let's keep going keep the good times rolling um we've went through the fringe recommendations i'm just quickly checking everything's covered here with this charity and the sponsors I've got a funny story I could tell you, and then it, we can wrap it up with mm -hmm. giving a shout out to the Live Lounge. Yes. So I'll explain to everybody what this is. I'm going to, me and Paul, Paul and myself are going to shine a light on some Scottish talent. Doesn't even really have to be Scottish, but people that are gigging in the circuit in Scotland or in Britain. And I've got a clip of a, a musician that's called Tommy Maguire. He's a good lad. I've known him for a couple of years and he sent us a clip of him playing a song 
So at the end of the podcast, I'm we're going to play that song. Yep. You can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, social media, and it's filmed at the Live Lounge Studios, and it's his new song. So you can check that out after I tell you this horrific story. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not horrific, but you know how everybody's had a mad way at party when you're a wee guy? Mm-hmm. My pal used to stay in Bishop Briggs, big massive house in the, the deep end of Bishop Briggs, Snobsville, right? Right. And his man and his dad were away on holiday, and we were in his house, big Victorian house in Bishop Briggs. We're all mad wait for Lecky's, right? And I was like, right, what can I do that's funny to make them laugh? Mm-hmm. So he's on the carpet, out his fucking nut, and a kettle or something, and I just decided to walk about his house. Gone through his drawers and all that. Right. I don't know what I'm looking for. His granda was back from a holiday and bought him a Bob Marley t-shirt. Right. And like a green Bob Marley weed hat. So when I was like younger, I was like Bob Marley's face on a fucking green hat with like the weed symbol at the top of it. His granda bought that, right? Did did his grandpa know? No, his his granda didn't know that he smoked weed. So when I was younger, I've told this many times sometimes i get really big in weight so then i was quite large for being a 17 year old boy i'd right. say my mate's one of the guys that's been a living stone his whole life right so i was like fuck it i'm gonna stick that outfit on that he's grand about him <laughs> so it was a i would say a small t-shirt <laughs> okay and i decided to stick <laughs> I stick on a small t-shirt, right? right? And obviously it doesn't even go past my belly button. It's like <laughs> fucking up there. I'm like, right, that's funny. Stick the hat on. And I walked downstairs, right? And he starts greeting. He's like, mate, get that off, mate. I was like, how? And he's like, get that off, man. Man, granda bought me that. That's pure shit. I was like, is it no funny? And he's like, no, it's pure sentimental value, man. Get that off. So he had a panic attack. He started greeting. I had to whip the T-shirt off that I couldn't even, like, you know that way it gets stuck to your head? And I'm like <laughs> pulling it on my head. It wouldn't leave right. my head. Pull it off. Pull the T-shirt off. It's all stre- stretched and mangled to fuck. I'm standing there with my tits out, <laughs> cuddling my mate as he's, like, having this weird drug fueled. <laughs> my granddad bought me that. I'm like, shh, shh, it's all right, it's all right. Oh, then the next day we woke, we woke up and he's like, I mate, the t-shirt was shite. I don't even know why I was greeting like that. <laughs> there you go. Was his granddad did? No. So what was he greeting about? His granddad just went to Tenerife and bought my t-shirt. Brought my fucking Bob Marley t-shirt. Aye. And I was stretched it to fuck. So th- that's my story. With your belly. Have you got any stories like that? There was one time we were at a house party in Easterhouse. It wasn't a Victorian. It was a fucking 70s tenement shithole. And uh, we roached a 40. And it was the guy's... <laughs> it was a 40. The guy's <laughs> did that. Oh, no, man. You roached a 40 for a joint? Mm-hmm. For multiple. I can't believe you done that, man. Mate, it wasn't me that did it. I didn't... But this guy... Somebody that I worked with McDonald's. It was a guy that I worked with McDonald's. That guy that was at your gig, Gavin, mm-hmm. who we were saying listens to podcasts, he was there. He was at that party. Um, it was in Easter House. 
there's a guy called Jamie who were at his house. And another guy called Jamie who were like, there's no roach. And I went mad with it, right? And he just came up and went there. And they're like, who's that in the photo? And he was like, it's all right, just, it's fine. So we, I think, I remember like, sort of like, once the big fucking stramash started because of what happened, we were like, we assumed that he'd fucking said to you, but it turned out that the guy had went into a bedroom, opened a cupboard, took out a photo album, and just lifted a photo out of a photo album. Just a pure shit stutter. And then he wrote that, and we were sitting watching, and it turned out it was a photo he did that. Oh my God. Or his, was it his dead uncle? Somebody that had died that was close to him, but... Imagine if like, it was a pure, like... That was the last photo he ever took of him. Aye, mate. Imagine. When he was happy. And you smoked it for hash. <laughs> You're dying to laugh. Aye. Um, another, that same night, a guy sat down at the table and we'd been using a can of tenants as an ashtray and he drank the can. Oh. That's a common one that happens at a house party. Mm-hmm. But what happened was, is that the guy, we were all stunned at that at this point and the guy sat down and went, you're a bunch of laughs. And one of my mates was like, fuck off then, mate. And he went, I'll take your can and we were just pure. Somebody was like, don't say anything. Just hold back here. He took a big gulp oh! and he had a big fucking black ring right around his lips. He didn't even acknowledge it, mate. Wow. He just gulped it down and just walked away. That's crazy. That's like that story when I told you that boy that smoked hamster shite <laughs> in my school. People were literally <laughs> saying there's hamster shite in that rolly, mate. And he was like, so? And what? And what? Just fronting it out. Just full-blown smoked a one skinner with hamster shite in it. That must have been a weird stone, like, I feel the soul of his uncle inside me. <laughs> oh, mate. Aye, the two that. years are going to hell, aren't Aye, they? mate, fucking right. Aye, that poor cunt. Aye, that poor... He was a good guy as well, man. He was a really nice guy. And he had Aye. a party. We took the piss. So super shite. But you've made amends through talking about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I've exercised my demons today, though. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you. I just shat my pants again. Did you? No. <laughs> Just trying to break the tension of us getting cancelled. Um, shall we wrap it up? Absolutely not. Um, is there anything that you would like to cover? Is there any more charity nights that you're doing or charity podcasts? Or is there any podcasts that you're working on that you would like to shine a light on? Um, if people want to go and look at the Gareth's Palace at Tenants, I think the next one's in September. Well, I think they had one booked for August, but because of the fringe. Yes. Pointless. Um, and we'll be doing another one in September. I think it'll be the last Saturday in September, potentially. But it's at Tenants Bar in Byers Road. Brilliant. Um, sold out both nights that they've had, so if you're going to do it, go and grab a ticket. I think they've got an Eventbrite link or whatever. Amazing, so, mate. Yeah, That'd be good. Amazing. Um, shall we wrap up and I'll give you a shout-out to the Live Lounge? 100%, mate. Right, so the Live Lounge is a studio in Scotland that, shine a light on up-and-coming talent or just good talent in general and we've got a clip of tommy mcguire tommy mcguire is awesome so i hope you enjoy his new single he's available on spotify get him on facebook and twitter and all that stuff and check him out and paul and myself will be back next week for the new episode and thank you very much to the Zen Den as well for sponsoring us. And also, Troops, we've had quite a lot of positive reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you haven't done that yet, can you please chuck us a good review? Thank you very much and see you next week.
There's no use in standing still Working hard just to pay the bills Nine to five and getting drunk at the weekends Staying in a small town, sticking by the same friends Should I take a chance? Should I play it safe? Get in the mood, get in the mood, get in the mood, get in the feeling and everything in between. Let me add it up for you, and I'll show you what I mean. Stuck between two worlds, mesmerized by the way it twirls. I had a taste of finer things. Never knew what I could bring While my mind's still traveling Wondering, considering Get in the mood, get in the mood Get in the feeling and everything in between Let me add it up for you And I'll show you what I mean Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Boland Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boland Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.